I heard that first reading and I said to myself, who is this? Isn't this Miss Willison? Don't we know her mom and dad? How is it that she's such a great proclaimer of such a long reading? It was very well done. I didn't take offense at you, though, like they did in the gospel. You know, we reflect today on our readings, both are challenging us to look at faith and to, to really look at our own personal faith, not as a group, but in our own head, in our own heart, and to peel away perhaps some of the little masks that we have put on. You know how we put masks on sometimes to pretend that we're someone else? You know, like if we're acting? I think you guys are wearing funny hats today and socks, right? You're disguising yourself, if you will, pretending to be something different, taking on a different image, a different persona. And I, we have to do this within our, within our faith at times, pull back the masks, because sometimes when we put those masks on, we forget to take them off. And we're always putting masks on to try and impress people, to get them to think that we're really better than we are, or perhaps that we're more talented in this area, or more skilled in that area, or smarter in this field, or that subject, when in fact we're probably just ordinary people with ordinary gifts, Maybe a couple things might be better than someone else, but by and large, we're all people. And we've got pluses and minuses to us. And so the work of the gospel is to get us to improve upon our God-given gifts and talents, to kind of help, support, and encourage our weaker parts, knowing that we'll never be perfect, not in this life, and so we do the best that we can with what we have, and then we rely on God's grace. Now, when we're trying to think about faith, the readings today are pointing to, what is your faith really in? Because in the first reading, King David, and David is one of the greatest, right? I mean, he is one of the greatest next to Moses in the whole Old Testament. He's one of those persons that we hold up as kind of like an image of every man, every woman. He has his ups and downs, his good days, his bad days, the days where he's really close to the Lord and the days where he betrays the Lord. And then he always comes back to center. And by center, I mean his conscience gets him, helps him. You know, when we reflect during Catholic Schools Week about what makes us different, what sets us apart, it isn't because we do everything right, because we don't. What sets us apart is that we're developing a conscience. We're developing that part of the human person where God and I as an individual connect and where God speaks to me. And that conscience is not easy to develop. We have to use the tools that God has given to us, divine revelation, the teachings of the church, to help us form that conscience so that when we're close to stepping in quicksand, we'll hear the voice saying, step back, you're too close. By quicksand, of course, I mean sin. And that's what's going on with David today. King David has been asked to, to kind of go to battle, but to trust the Lord in the battle. And of course, 
as we just heard, David isn't trusting the Lord. He's amassing a great crowd and he's taking count. Do I have enough? I need a few more people because God's not going to help me through this. I have to do it myself. God said, that's not what God asked him to do. God said, trust me, when you go in, it'll all work out. And David said, yeah, but just in case, I want a, a backup plan. That shows you his weakened faith. And so that's what we have to think about today. You know, when we say we have great faith and great strength, it's probably when things are going very well, isn't it? But what happens when all of those other things are stripped away? What happens when we have no more money? What happens when we go to the cupboard and there's no food? Now, most of us, thank God, will never experience such a situation, which is why the church invites us to do different acts of penance at times to awaken within us the truth. And so we choose at times to go without food, right? Lent, it's coming up quick. We're going to choose to abstain from things that normally we would have on a regular basis, but we're going to make a choice so that we can say, I need to feel within me whether I'm dependent on God or whether I'm depending on myself. I need to strip away my armies if I'm going to go into this battle and see, do I really trust that God's going to get me through or am I really relying on all of my men all of my armies, all of my military support to win the battle. Stripping it away. You know, I think you guys were running this morning in the gym, weren't you? Yeah, are you tired now or energized? Not what? Not exactly tired. Do you feel better after running? It did wake you up, I'm sure of it. I think you're right on the money. When we're trying to exercise, what are we trying to do? We're trying to strengthen muscles, right? And by running, what muscles are we strengthening? Give me a couple muscles. Legs? Josiah, what do you think? I, I agree. I agree. I think we strengthen our feet. We strengthen our legs. I think there's something in here, too, that we strengthen. What do you think? Our heart. What about what else is in here? Not just our heart. There's other things in there that we're strengthening. What do you think? Our lungs. Our what? Bones? Okay. Well, we're strengthening various muscles, right? All kinds. And sometimes if we overdo it, then what happens? We pull a muscle. Uh, we cough a lot because maybe we came in from outside and it was really cold. And our lungs are kind of clearing out takes a while for our heart to slow back down, which is why you woke up. Your heart sped up, you're breathing, 
and now you're sitting here and you're kind of calming back down, but you're awake. That's good. So the goal in exercise is to stretch the muscle, not to break it, not to sprain ourselves, not to pull a muscle, but to just push it enough so that it's a little bit stronger than it was when we first started. This is what we have to do with our, our faith too, though. We have to exercise the muscle of faith. How do we exercise that muscle of faith? It's different than exercising running around or, or barbells or push-ups or sit-ups. How do we exercise our faith? What do you think? Why is it just the little ones who know the answers? What happened to our older kids? How do we exercise our spiritual muscle? Give me something. Throw it at me. Our spiritual muscles. Oh, hold on, everyone. Hold on. One of our leaders is going to give us some direction. Help us out. We pray. That's one. Pray the rosary. Yeah. Well, yeah. How do we strengthen our spiritual muscle? How do we challenge ourselves without breaking, but push ourselves so that we grow? Yep. Come on, Zoe, don't tell me to pick someone up because I'm not falling again. Uh -huh. We go to church, we pray, we worship, we get involved with God, we talk to Him. I just said it a minute ago, fasting, we're going to do it momentarily in Lent. Are you ready for it? I hope so. You choose to go without, we should be doing that anyways outside of Lent. Aren't we doing something about virtues? I never get the award for humility, and I tell him I always should. <laughs> we have to practice it to stretch ourselves. Senor Brown. We go to reconciliation. Isn't that a big one? What does that do? What muscle is that stretching? Faith that God actually forgives us. Half the time, we don't forgive ourselves. And we then all of a sudden say that God's going to forgive us? That's an incredible one. Absolutely incredible. To be able to go and say, I trust that what God said about the church and his priests is true. I may be embarrassed. I may be ashamed. But I'm going to do it because I'm going to stretch this muscle. Absolutely. All right, hands down. You did great. You did great. So... The point of our meditation today, and I hope you think about it, because we should be exercising our spiritual muscle all the time. Otherwise, we're going to end up like the family of Jesus, that we're so used to just coming in here and doing what we always do that we're not even thinking anymore. We're like little robots. It's all memorized, but it's, there's no thought involved. And it's easy to do. Even as priests, Father David and I can attest, we do so many masses that sometimes if we're not careful, we can just go through all the motions. The book is there. You just read the, what's on the page. But that doesn't mean you're praying. Praying takes 
effort. It's hard, especially when there's distractions, right? Baby crying, a door opening. We all want to look. We all want to turn. Someone sitting next to you farts or something, and it's just, oh my gosh, I'm trying to concentrate on Jesus, and this is going on. We have to fight it. We have to persevere and push through. That's the muscle we're trying to exercise. Why? Because we want Jesus to do incredible things in our life. We don't want him to say, Nevins, you have lack of faith. I couldn't do any miracle in you or for you or around you because you took me for granted. You just assumed that you knew me so well. Oh, that's just Joe's son, Mary's son. There's nothing important about him. There's something very important about him. And you and I all know it, but sometimes it's easy to forget. And that's why this morning we again ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Show us in our own life, it may be different for you than it is for me, where it is that I need to exercise my faith. Where it is that I need to push myself in a different direction so that I can grow or at least support something that's weak. Or I can build on what God is already doing in me. Let's ask the Holy Spirit for that gift this morning.